Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Talk about another law today. I thought I was through with the laws, but I'm not. Um, so we're going to talk about a law, but I'm, I'm going to have you guess it before. Uh, guess which law this is uh, before I announce it. So I'm going to read several scriptures. And... Um, in these scriptures, uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of figure out where, which law we're going to talk about. I'm going to leave one out that uh, I'll be covering at the end. All right. So the first scripture we're going to look at is Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 1. Proverbs 5 and verse 1. It says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise, my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to the death. Her steps lead straight to the grave, for she cares nothing about the path of life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I am about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth, and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body. You will say, how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin, and now I must face public disgrace. So that's the first one. Let's look at um, Proverbs 15 and verse 22. It reads, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Plans go wrong for lack of advice, and many advisors bring success. Let's look at a couple more here. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother... Things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Are recognizing any common themes yet? The last one I want to read to you is this. 
Luke chapter 8 and verse 21. And Jesus replied, My mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. So, based on those several scriptures that I just read, can anyone offer up my title for today? And the law of what? The law of wise counsel. The law of obedience. The law of... What, what was that? The law of wisdom. The law of counsel. The law of discernment. Anyone else? The common thread through all of those. <laughs> the law of adultery. <laughs> the law of advice. The law of what? The law of honor. Okay? You're all around it, but, but not my word. The law of respect. Anything else? How about the law of I don't know? Anyone have, anyone have that one? The law of I don't know. Well, the law that I'm going to share with you today, I'm going to share one more scripture with you, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to guess it on this last scripture. And we're going to, we're going to examine this particular scripture somewhat. Look at Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. <clears throat> so here we go. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me listens to my teachings, and then, follows, and then follows it. It is like Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. Shall I start over again? So what did I say the first time? Well, you just had to go one below that. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, my fault. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teachings, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. And when the floods sweep down against the house, it, is, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Last scripture. And this is, the fun, this is our, our foundational text here. Anyone else? No one else has gotten it yet. Yes, ma'am. The law of obedience, the law of following wise counsel, the law of love, 
law of hearing, the law of listening. Anyone else before I get started? The law of what? The law of knowledge. Anyone else? The law of discernment. Y'all just repeating what others have already said now. Y'all have no other way direction? The law of life. That just takes care of all of it, right? The law of life. Anyone else? The law of what? The law of foundations. The law of Jesus. That's right. You can't answer nothing else. Just say Jesus, right? All right. So let me let you all in on it. Everyone is right. All of those are in this particular law. And actually, uh, as the service went on this morning, it, it, you really kind of preached my message by, by just sharing testimony. What Leslie said, what um, uh, Jasmine read, all uh, reiterates or emphasizes what I'm going to share with you this morning. This is a major, major. This is a big one right here. It, it, it actually, we could have kept on going around it. And, and I'm certain once you hear it, you're going to say, ah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's it. Because from this law, all these other laws come forth. Out of this particular law, without this law, none of the rest of them work. This is a vital big piece. Recently, I had an opportunity to talk to uh, a couple of young men. And both of these young men were sharing some things about what was going on in their life. And all of them ended up in a very positive way of how um, the Word of God has, has affected their lives and is affecting their lives. And uh, it just brought me great joy just to, to hear their stories and to see their response to one in, in, a, in a kind of belabored way, but one almost immediately uh, did this as a response to what I'm about to share with you. And so today's law is the law of relationship. The law of relationship. I read this particular scripture, uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. And I really, as I was, as I was praying about what to share this morning, um, really the Lord spoke this into my spirit. And, and, and he said those words, why callest thou me Lord, Lord, and not do what I asked you to do? And so I said, I was asking him, so what do you want me to minister? Because I was about to turn the corner and go in another direction. And he said, talk about this law. And so I read it, and I read it, and the more I read it, and the more I read it, I began to realize that this particular scripture is all about relationship. When, when Leslie began to talk this morning, she talked about the foundation. She didn't use those words. She may have used it. I, don't, I can't remember using it. But she talked about foundation. She, that's what I heard, foundation. She was saying that this church and the word of God that was in this church has created for her a firm foundation to go through the storms of life. And we all have these storms. No one, no one, absolutely no one can actually avoid the storms of life. We all have to go through the storms of life. There were some storms recently. Um, that we've had a wave of storms, have we not? D did, anyone, did anyone get to skip the storm? 
Did, did anyone say, well, uh, keep the storm from hitting my house, that there be no thunder, no lightning, no tremblings or anything like that? No, the storms happen anyway. There was an earthquake uh, in California, in uh, was it Ridge, Ridgecrest, California, just recently. And, and most everyone in Ridgecrest was affected by that earthquake. They didn't have a choice. They had to go through that storm. And, and those who were, were solid... Those, and it seems like most of them, because there was no loss of life, so they made it through the storm. They didn't get to avoid the storm. They didn't get to say, we don't want the storm. And, and, and the storm came, uh, you know, uh, not because they were saying, you know, well, there's, there's an opportunity for a storm to happen. And, and, no, it happened no matter what. Storms happen in our lives. And I submit to you that the relationship the relation, the established relationship, first and foremost with Jesus Christ, is what allows us to have a foundation to go through storms. The foundation to go through some very challenging times in our lives. It is that foundation that the Word of God speaks of. And so there's nothing that we can do about missing out on storms. The Bible tells us in this life, in this world, we're going to have some trials. We're going to have some tribulations. We're going to have some storms. He says, but be of good cheer because I've overcome them. And, and when we lock arms with Jesus Christ, when we lock arms with one another who are in the body of Christ, we too have the ability to weather any storm. Not some storms, but any storm. Through relationship. So when I hear foundation now, I hear two things. I hear a relationship and I hear obedience that comes by way of that relationship. I hear relationship, foundation, relationship. And then obedience to the wise counsel that comes from that relationship. The strength that comes from that relationship. I would not want to be on an island all by myself. I need the body of Christ. I need believers in my life. I need Jesus in my life. And so I want to talk about a few things relative to this particular scripture. Let's read it one more time so I can point out some things. It says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? No, those, that's a, a term saying, master, master. In other words, I acknowledge you as the great teacher and the one who I am up under. And so Jesus calls them on it. He says, why are you calling me Lord, Lord? Why, why do you call, uh, call the, insist that I'm your teacher and you don't do what I tell you to do? I was in a meeting recently uh, down at Victor Christian Center, and, and Pastor Gould said these words. He said, um, he was telling us, we, we meet about quarterly, a group of pastors, and he's really open to any uh, senior pastors, and he's so wonderfully generous with his wisdom. So I, as often as I can, which is most often, I try not to miss any unless I'm out of town um, or just cannot make it, but he's, he's giving us wisdom. He, he's, he's giving us wisdom, but he said these words in one of the, the groups. He said, he said, listen here, don't, don't any of you call me your pastor if as I'm sharing these things, you don't do it. 
says, don't, if, don't, don't say that we're, we're, we're knitted together and that's my pastor if you're not willing to do these things that God has because he sees himself as a pastor of pastors. He sees that as a part of his calling is to pastor pastors. But what makes sense would it make for us to all rally in Charlotte uh, every quarter and get all of this download of wisdom and never do anything with it, never, never go anything with it? And, and so the wisdom, he says, why call us me Lord, Lord? Why call me pastor if you're unwilling to do what the word of God says? So, so he, says, he says those words. He's calling them out. And then he goes on to say, I will show you what it is like when you, someone comes to me listens to my teaching, and then follows it, talking about relationship. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation. What is the foundation? The foundation is relationship. That's the foundation. The foundation is the relationship. He calls it the solid rock, the foundation on a solid rock, on a solid rock of, of relationship. And when the floodwaters rise and break against the ha that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a what? Foundation or a relationship. Relationships. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. I wonder what life would have been like in many of our lives if we didn't have a pocket of relationships when the storms hit. Someone to brace ourselves on. Someone to stand on at that very moment in our lives. Someone to speak life into our lives. Someone to encourage us. What would happen in our lives if we never had the Word of God? If we never had God's Word in our life, if we never could open it up and read it for ourselves and hear what thus saith the Lord? Much of my encouragement in my life in the wee hours of the night have come by way of turning to the Word of God and listening to what God has to say about my situation. Even at times when I didn't know quite where to turn, I just turned and opened up the Bible and His Word and my relationship with Him was comforting. I could hear God say, it's okay, George Logan, I got you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you through the midst of the storms. I'll, I'll, I'll be there to encourage you. What if we didn't have any of those things? We didn't have a foundation. So anytime I hear foundation now, I think of family. I think of, I think of relationship. I was sharing just uh, yesterday, I was doing some, uh, some counseling, uh, premarital counseling. And we were talking about uh, um, some things about the, the life that we have to live out there and as we're beating the corporate world and we're fighting to exist and maintain and all that. And to be able to go home should be a blessing because when I get home, I can land on some solid ground. I know, I, know, I know the dog is going to come up to me when I get home. 
Don't care what happened all day. Doesn't care what kind of names got called. Don't care what happened in the course of... No, I can, I can look at my dog, Tiger, and she's going to be just as friendly and want her dog biscuit like she always does. My children are going to be my children. My wife is going to be my wife. Everything's going to be the same and they're just going to receive me because of relationship. But even more so to the nth degree, I know that Jesus' word is going to be the same thing. John 3.16 is still going to be John 3.16. Whenever I look at it, it's going to be John 3.16. God so loved you, George Logan, that he gave his only begotten son. And because you believe him, you have eternal life. It's always going to be that way. It's never going to be different. That's my foundation. I can read it any time and, and, and be secure. But here's some things we need to understand about that foundation. And we need to know this so that we can measure ourselves relative to what kind of foundation we're standing on. All right? So let's look at a few things here. So we understand that foundation here is is that which we stand on, and I'm saying it's, it's the foundation of Jesus Christ. One other scripture I want to read to you right quick before we get into these points. It says here, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. Talking to believers here. He's talking to the church at Corinth, and he, so he's not talking to unbelievers because unbelievers are not building their house on the foundation of Jesus Christ, all right? So he's talking to the church at Corinth, He's not talking to the world here. He's talking to a specific group of people that are believers. And he says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, which is, which is, read it. Oh, did I not tell you? I was wondering why y'all were looking like, oh. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. <laughs> For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. What is that? That's relationship, our relationship with Jesus Christ. All right, that's, that, in this room right now, everyone that is a believer has, has are standing on that foundation. Now, here's some things that we need to understand about that. He says, anyone who builds on that foundation, what is that foundation? A relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. A relation, may use a variety of materials. In other words, the foundation is the foundation is the foundation. But what we build on that foundation Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If that work survives, the builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved. So we know that's talking about believers, right? Everybody get that? The builder will be saved. But like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. If that's all you want is barely escaping through a wall of flames, that means your house is built on wood, hay, and stubble. 
That means that, that though you are, you're saved and though you have a relationship with Jesus Christ through your belief, you don't have the beauty of relationship, which is intimacy. Like I know him. So a lot of people, they're, they're just good. I want to just go through the bubble of flames and not get burned. I just want to land in heaven. That's all I'm doing. I just want to land in heaven. But why would you just want to land there when there are rewards that will be given to us out of intimacy with him, out of knowing him? God has a reward system. And the reward system is if you get to, if you, while you're here, while you are here, you spend time with me and you get to know the foundation in which you're standing on. He said there's a reward to it. He says, but if you don't, then you'll, you'll escape. You're going to go to heaven, but you won't get rewards when you get there. That doesn't mean it's going to be a bad heaven because it's not. But there's, there's rewards to be given out. We had a camp. We had camp this past week. And there were many children in the camp. And many of them, I believe, had, if not all of them, had a wonderful, beautiful experience at camp. But some of them got rewards. Everyone enjoyed it, but some distinguished themselves and received rewards. Didn't mean the rest of them were bad. They were not. And sometimes you can't give everyone an award because that's not the way the reward system works. But everyone was there. They, were, they received the gift of being there. But not everyone received a reward. And so I'm, I'm thinking if we're going to be here, we might as well do, we need to build on a foundation. And I believe intimacy, I believe intimacy, knowing God, knowing, uh, beginning to see life through his lenses, beginning to live life his way is how we uh, receive these rewards. Now, so I want to share some things to you. We know that the foundation is what? It's relationship. It, it's relationship first and foremost with Jesus Christ, but it's also relationship with one another. In other words, there's relationships that we need to have with one another in the body of Christ that causes us to have a firm foundation. There, there is no lack. There's no lack in the body of Christ. There's no lack. There, there's absolutely, there's enough for everyone. There's, there's always enough. But sometimes we need to cover the lack that is in other people's lives. When they're going through some, some difficult times and some challenging times and, and need encouraging word or need some financial help or, or whatever it is. But man, it's there. So here's, here's the things that I want us to look at. I want to look at four things. The law of relationship. Number one, listen to this. Our level of obedience always will always be connected to our level of intimacy in the relationship. Our level of obedience will always be connected to our level of intimacy in relationship. What does that mean? It means this. The more intimate, the more I get to know God, the more obedient I will be. You show me a person who's not obedient to the word of God, I show a person who just hasn't gotten to know him as well as they need to know him. That's all it is. 
you show me fear and unwillingness to, to do something, it, just work on the intimacy. Just work on knowing him a little bit more. Because when we know him, the Bible says the love of God will cause all of the fears to be diminished. So, so I know if I go out and do something and I, I get, and I, and I, I stop and I, and I get afraid and I don't move forward, it's because I don't know him there yet. And therefore, I'm not obedient. I, I don't know him like that yet. But I can remedy that. And how do I remedy that? I remedy that by getting to know him. Fear is a stabilizer. It will, not cause, it will, it will cause us from moving forward. So the, the way we get rid of fear is simply get to know him. Get to know him in the relationship. And once we get to know him, then those fears will be removed. They'll go down. So number one, what's number one? The devil is in there. Everybody's speaking in tongues right now. <laughs> okay. Our level of obedience will always be connected to our level of intimacy in the relationship. Our level of obedience will always, always be consistent with our intimacy. How much does do we know God? God knows us completely. But how well do we know him? And I always want to check that out. I want to, I want to know that. You know, uh, Keith talked about giving. Uh, giving giving uh, in any aspect of our life, it doesn't always monetarily, but my willingness to give is on the basis of knowing that God's going to watch over me, that he's protecting me, that I don't have to worry if I give. I'm not losing anything. And so the more I get to know him, the more the more free I become. Number two, recognition of who's in authority is predicated on the relationship or on the relationship's dynamics. Recognition of who is in authority is predicated on the relationship. That scripture, Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you to do, that the basis of that is talking about, do you, will you submit to my authority? In other words, um, recognition of the authority is predicated on relationship. In other words, in my household, in my family, um, there is a recognition of authority. Wh who's the authority there? Who's in charge? And in this case, as, as, as it pertains to Jesus, Jesus says, am, am I in charge of your life? Will you give me charge of your life? Can, can I tell you what to do? Can I? Is that something wrong here? Can I tell you what to do? Can I, can I tell you where to go? Can, can I be in charge of your life? And, and here's something I want, need you to understand. Is that you will never violate the authority of your life. Whatever it is, you're going to be obedient to it. You'll, ne you'll never, ever violate who the true authority is in your life. Listen, if you do what you want to do, guess who the authority is in your life? <laughs> yeah, you're the authority. With all your 25 years of knowledge, 
30 years of knowledge, 45 years of knowledge, 60 years of knowledge, 75 years of knowledge. You are the authority of your life, and you don't know nothing relative to all there is to know. Yet you want to call your own shots. Yet you want to be on your own foundation. Listen, I would much rather be led by someone who knows everything than led by someone who knows hardly anything. Think about that for a minute. We always know who your authority is. Ch kids, you can say, that's my father, that's my mother. But until, until you all do what your parents tell you to do, there's another authority in your life. It might be your friends. might very well be you. And it could very well be the devil. But when you watch your actions, you know right then, I know who's in charge of my life. I know who's the authority of my life. And then that, you, you, listen, you can't ever beat that. You, you will always know who has the final say in your life. And so if Jesus, that foundation is, our, is, our, is, our, is, is the, the foundation in which we're living our lives, then he'll always have the final say. Whatever he says goes. No matter what, no matter whether I feel it or not, he has the final say. So the measure of authority. So you can either say, Lord, Lord, as in Jesus is Lord, Lord, and he has the final say. Or you can say, George, George. George, George. Where I callest thou me, George, George. In other words, if George is the authority, and I have been the authority of my life. Matter of fact, me and God battle sometime with that. We battle as to who's got the final say. Who's the authority? And I'm starting to fight with him, and I'm telling him, no, God, I believe this is the best way. I think I need to do this. And God is like, no, you don't need to do this. This is what you need to do. And I said, no, God, I think I need to do this. And God says, no, your thinking stinks. You have limited understanding. I know more than you do, George. And so we go back and forth, and we tussle a little bit, and then hopefully George will say, you know what, you do know more than me, God, and I'm going to do it your way. And sometimes we just have to have a session. You know, a session, man, um, the other morning I, I had a session with God because I was wanting to keep something, and God was like, no, you need to give that up. And I was like, no, I don't need to give that up. I want to keep that. And God was like, no, you don't need to keep that. You need to give that up. And I said, no, God, I know what's best. I know what I can handle, God. And God was like, no, you don't know what you can handle. And I said, well, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm going to spend some time praising you then, God. I'm going to spend some time worshiping you, God, and see if you won't change your mind. <laughs> So I was up there praising and worshiping God, and you know what? He won. But I had to get to a place where I recognize his voice, and I recognize that he wants to have the full authority, and I recognize that God is good. 
God is good. God is good. God is good. So, so as I was wrestling with God, in the end, I said, God, you know what's best. And God, you are good. And God, I'm going to do it your way. How many of us want to hang on and just keep on keeping our own way and, and fight for it and, and, and try to just, just keep managing our lives and we're doing a bum job of it. He says, listen to the scripture. He says, and when the storms of life come in and if your foundation is built on a shoddy foundation, everything is going to cave in. It's going to fall apart. See, many times as we are battling with something, I really believe it is important to have a family meeting. What does the scripture say? In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. How many of us have ever had a family meeting where we, where we receive the counsel of wise Men and women of God along with God in the center. Meaning God's word is in the center. Can, I need to change this. Good. How many of us? Before my son got married, I said, listen, Gabriel, what we're going to do is we're going to have counsel. We're going to bring the family together. We're going to talk about it together. And other family members who we believe are wise and I love God and, 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 and spend time with God, we want you to talk to them as well. So that you don't make the decision, even though it's your decision to make, that you don't make that decision solely on your own. That you have more eyes looking at it than, than yourself. And my parents would tell you, my, my sister would tell you, my wife, and, and even their family would tell you, that's what they did. They came, and, and, when we, and when we got a piece about it, when we had a piece about it, we were ready to move forward. Just recently, we just told them, hey, here, we need to have counsel again. We, we need to have uh, surrounding counsel again. So we can talk about it as a family. So we, can, so we can be a part of the decision making. You make the decision, but we want to give you wise counsel. How many of us do that? No, it's my decision. I don't need to talk to nobody. No, 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 you need to talk to somebody, let me tell you. Unless the rest of them are like you. No, we need, to, we need to have people in our lives. Wisdom. Submit to counsel. Submit to the body. That's where the foundation is. Number three. Now, I'm going to check out on me before I get to number three and number four. Listen to this. Number three, relationship is God's primary reason for sending to us a Savior. Everything in life is based upon relationship. And what makes relationship all the better is a word called fellowship. Relationship. Fellowship. 
I was with a group of men recently in our, in our Thursday morning small group. And uh, we were eating at a, 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 our breakfast at a, one of our members' house. And we were, we were talking about, about fellowship and, and we were talking about um, uh, relationship. We were talking about fellowship. And, and I said, you know, in, in, in this house, I said, you know, fellowship is like uh, what we're doing is we're having, <laughs> we're <laughs> can I say this? Yeah, well, it's like entering into another person's course in life. So I'll just put the extra words there so it doesn't, but that's what it is. We're, we, are, we are entering into another person's course in life. How many of us want other people to enter into our course in life? I think America has it bad. I think we don't want anyone to enter into our course. We don't want anyone to have a say in our course of life. But that's what fellowship is. Fellowship is letting people in. Fellowship is letting people are being a part of, allowing people to come into our lives. And it's vitally important that, that we go to the other degree of relationship, and that is through fellowship, to get to know one another. And I do believe it is one of the most difficult things to do because we want to remain in isolation for what we think is protection. But let me tell you something. True protection comes from being in relationship. No one who is alone is protected. Oh, you need to bite into that. You need to get that. You, you really need to chew on that just for a minute. Those of you who desire to be alone, you are out where anyone can take shots at you and there's nothing you can do about it. Our small group has been together for now 10 years. And if any, some come and go and that they have to leave the area um, or they, you know, have some, their lives busy. But for the most part, the, the core of our group has been together for 10 years. And the reason is because the genes are beginning to fit now. You know, I mean, we feel comfortable with one another now. Over a decade, and we just feel, we just, we just enjoy, at least I enjoy, I hope, I hope they come back, so I'm assuming they do too. But we've spent enough time with one another that, that we can share our lives together. We can share and pray about our children and, and where they're going and how they're doing and, and their destinies and, and those types of things. We can even share when they're not doing so hot. When they make some blunders, when they, when they do some things that are not cool. Because we are now in true fellowship. Our relationship has brought along a true fellowship. And we love it. We, we enjoy it. We love being together. I remember, I remember one of our members who's in our, in our group. The first, first time he started coming over, we did this thing what we called uh, sitting, what we call it, uh, sitting in or, or walking in my, what is it? What do we call it? Walking in, walking in my feet or walking in my steps or something like that. 
living my life, whatever we used to call it. And so what we would do, can you unlatch that chair for me? We're about to close, people, but I need you to see this. So what we would do in our group, and some of you would find this extremely hard, I'm certain. But we would sit in, a, in the, the group would be in a U like this. And we started this out, and we went over probably a year, maybe two years. Was it about a year, year and a half, year? And we just sat in the chair like this. And there's something very powerful just kind of takes over you. And you start telling your life story. And next thing you know, you're crying. And you just, it's, it's just something that's powerful about once and fall in a safe place telling your story. And we did this, we did this for at least a year. And every person in our group did it. And it was, I thought, was one of the most powerful times. I think it was some glue that kept us together even longer. Because we felt safety to kind of share, to kind of bring in the wisdom and the counsel and to share our lives, to find another firm foundation in our lives. One of our guys, I won't call his name, one of our guys, he just started in our group. <laughs> and the first day he got in there, first and second time, I can't remember when, but first time we set him in the seat from the very beginning. And he just began to share. And it was just something powerful as he began to just share. And it brought us into his world. And, and, and it said to us, man, we're going to be your firm foundation. We're, we're, you're going to be able to stand with, we'll stand with you in this. Isn't that good? Now, we had some that ain't did it yet, but we're going to get them too. <laughs> Last one. Last one, last one, last one. Listen to this. And I've already kind of alluded to it already. Now let's read back on, on, on uh, uh, well, we won't read it again, but number four, relationship, relationships are our greatest guarantee of protection. I've already said it once, but there's no greater protection than to be in relationship. Think about the advantage of that. There's no great, the law of relationship. When you and I are in relationship with Jesus Christ, number one, and in relationship with his body, number two, there's no greater guarantee of protection. And here's, here's the deal. you got to sow relationship in order to reap relationship. Listen to me. See, see if, if, in, if, in, if in you go through a struggle and nobody's around, don't blame the people who didn't come to your rescue. Don't say they don't, they don't care about me. It might very well be that you have not sown relationship. And therefore, you're not reaping any relationship. 
That doesn't mean that, that you might receive some out of the goodness and the compassion of others. Hopefully that will be the case. But here's what I want you to know. When you sow it, or it'll be so, you'll, you'll find that it's coming from all over the place. It's just so much that's, that's sown because of relationship. It just comes with floods in there. You don't have to make people do it. But if you violate relationships, not true to relationships, not loyal to relationships, not faithful in relationships, then you're going to also reap that. You know, well, where, where are the people at? What did you sow? You didn't sow it. Or you sowed it with a hook. Then you might be leery when no one is knocking on your door with support when you need it. Don't blame it on them. Don't blame it on them church people. They said, they don't supposed to be like this, but they said, no, it, it, might, it might be that you just haven't sown enough relationship. Say amen. amen. I tell you what, that's why the enemy comes after the foundation, which is the family, which is the family of God. He comes because he knows if I can reap havoc on the family, I can reap havoc on the foundation. I can kill, I can steal, I can destroy. The law of relationship. Make sure that you are in a life-giving relationship. Make sure you don't have a mindset that you can do it all by yourself and that I don't need anyone else. We all need others in our life. I need my wife. I need my children. I need my family, my biological family, but I need my family of God as well. But most importantly, I need Jesus Christ. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.